0: The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions supply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first 3 orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: The following is a special presentation of King OX Sports. Live from the Pitch Athletic Club and Tavern at Union Station. This is Extra Time with Bill McDermott, presented by the Bank of Springfield on America's
3: Sports Voice, King OX and good evening everyone to the pitch we are live from the pitch this is organized bedlam organized bedlam not just here in our venue but throughout the entire west downtown area I'm Bill McDermott I'll be your host now we are not gonna do this for every home game we're gonna do it for eight home games because of conflicts with Cardinals games but nonetheless in the process what we'll try to do is have MLS guests people in from out of town, people who are familiar with the team, with the players, with other players in the league, uh, the founding of the league, things of that nature. You get the general notion and appropriate tonight that on another victory, a three to one victory over visiting Charlotte, St. Louis City wins yet another one. They have six points and Brad Davis, they're obviously headed to MLS Cup.
4: They might win it (laughs) in the first two games. No, they're off, to, they're off to a great start, though, Billy. Obviously, an expansion team, first two games, six points. I mean, it's all you can ask for.
3: That's astounding. Now, the only team, by the way, the only team who ever won a MLS Cup in their expansion year in the history of the league started in 1966 when the league started was the Chicago Fire in 1998. And they did that, Brad, pretty much on the backs of two people,
4: Lubos Kubik and Peter Novak. So I'm going to challenge you here. What about Houston in 2006 and 2007? How about them? Who played for
3: that? Speaking of that, Brad <laughs> Davis knows the his favorite color was orange. He played his most games his most games for the Houston Dynamo. He's been very active in the league, played for the United States national team. Now, here's something I ask every national team player. And we're going to see if you know what happened on June 26th.
4: 2014. On June 26, 2014, 2014.
3: You should know this date was, off was, the top was, of your was head. Was that
4: the day that I played a game Indeed in Brazil? Indeed it was.
3: Where was it? In Brazil. In Brazil in Recife against Germany. Brad <laughs> Davis here, graduate of Chaminade, then went to St. for two years. Unfortunately, only two years, but nonetheless <laughs> was in the first 11 for Jurgen Klinsmann's national team against the eventual winners of the 2014 world cup the germans do you have any recollection of what was going on when you were standing in the middle of the field and the national anthem was being played do you have any feel for what was going on
4: i'll never forget the feeling people ask me this all the time what was you know one of the biggest things you took away from the world cup And I think the uh, the amount of time, the effort, the family, the sacrifices, all the people that you know help you get to that moment. I wanted to make myself take a take a moment, take a deep breath, mm-hmm. soak soak that in. Standing there representing your country, playing in a World Cup, playing against Germany, as you just mentioned, I mean that's a, that's the pinnacle of your career, and you've got to take a moment to soak in it, soak it in.
3: Now, a lot of people have had negative things to say about Jurgen Klinsmann as the coach of the national team. You got along with them well.
4: Yeah. Listen, I, no matter who you are you know it, you're going to have people that love you and they're you're going to have people that hate you you go through life and everything and that's, mm-hmm. that's just that's just how it happens when you get at those levels when you're in a, a high performance environment <clears throat> you know you're successful sometimes you're not successful but you're always going to have people that love you and hate you mm-hmm. a lot of times the people that are hated the most are the ones that that are winning are successful and it just it comes with the territory
3: let's get back to the home team with two wins now in two successive games anyone on the team really catch your fancy Brad
4: anyone you really like to watch play uh, I've been uh, really uh, liking to watch uh, Luvin. I think I think he's smooth hes Can't calm, agree on the, more. calm on the ball I think his uh, I think his possessions great obviously set pieces he hits I, I can I can uh, relate to that yes, really can. well I don't I, I, I honestly don't know if I've seen him hit a bad one to be totally honest with you it always uh, he's always given his teammates a chance but um, You know he's he's smooth in the midfield he wins balls he uh he plays balls forward i think his uh possession balls over distance are good i I just think he's an all-around good solid player he's looked really good so far his first game
3: last week in particular man he played the ball early Mm -hmm. he played it on the ground to people's feet he had just enough arrogance to him he took people on he ran at people and made himself available for the ball i think well i expect nothing less from a 10 shirt
4: yeah absolutely you know wearing the number 10 you're supposed to be able to run the game you know, he's supposed to be able to control the pace of the game. I, he knows, I I think he knows when to play forward in the right moments. <laughs> Excuse me. I think he knows when to slow the game down and have a little bit more composure. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I think uh, I think he's a guy that, uh, you know, is one of the heart and souls in the engine in the midfield. And I, I've, I've really enjoyed watching him so far. How about Hebert and Parker as the dual center backs? They seem to be solid. Yeah, they seem to be uh, seem to be going well. I mean, uh, Charlotte scores a goal tonight against the run of play. You know, a little bit uh, too free. Um... In that moment, when uh, City had uh, some so more of the possession, they were down in uh, Charlotte's final third. So against the run of play, mm-hmm. I think uh, um, you know a little bit too much space in the box at that moment. But uh, I'm it, I'm especially happy for Tim Parker. You know he came out. He's coming out of Houston. It's yes. been uh, you know Houston's had a little bit of a rough patch. So to see a guy go down there, uh, you know he was he was really good in New York when he was there. Leaves New York, goes down to Houston, has a little bit of a rough patch. You know this uh this group sees something to him and, and and good for tim he goes through a little bit of a rough time comes here with a fresh start and uh he's done well he's made the most of it obviously scoring a goal last week the first one for the group you know he's fitting in uh fitting in well fits in with the style he's going to be isolated in times and he's got mm-hmm. the speed the power mm-hmm. the ability to win balls in the air and you know one-on-one so hopefully it's a it's it's uh it's a good uh, change of scenery for him and and i, I wish him well but i think he's uh, i think he's done well in his first two games at apparently he's a good
3: fit we're speaking of edward leuven was the dp designated player for st louis city and as a designated player is supposed to be you are always supposed to be one of the best players we talked about ebert and uh parker at center backs the wide backs are getting forward nicely They're country the contemporary game the wide backs
4: have to contribute absolutely um there's some <laughs> there's some of your best attackers in this day and age right you know they, they have to have an engine they have to be willing to get up and down the field the fitness The fitness required for that position in this day and age is 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 top notch, you know. So, uh, City obviously plays a very intense pressing pressing style of game. But uh, you know, you saw in the very first game against Austin, they came out right away firing on all cylinders, pressing all over the field. This game, they started a little bit, but it seemed to me that they picked and chose their moments a little bit more in this game than they did against Austin. It just felt like it was the first game of the year. We're going to go after it, right? So, but I think this game they actually then in the second half start to sit back a little bit more and choose their moments to go forward but these guys they're organized you got to give bradley carnell credit you know and the rest of the the rest of the coaching staff they're extremely organized and when they win the ball these guys are flying forward you know they go
3: forward immediately and try to get as many people forward as possible Yep. so many coaches have talked about the fact with big games like this big atmospheres like this play the game not the occasion did Absolutely. charlotte have a tough time do that they were a little they were a little in the back at the yeah. very outset of the game they weren't too sure of themselves
4: no the first 20-25 minutes billy i think the game was scrappy it was ugly it was fouls. Very. it was the game was disrupted a lot way too many fouls you know so yeah. um you know you'd like to see this game get a little bit of a flow the excitement i think it was disrupted a lot but it's because also because of the work rate, you know, the work in the midfield. The game was played there. It was very tight. You know, they, they kept it very compact. You know, they wanted to disrupt Charlotte because then you could see in moments when Charlotte broke that press playing in combinations, one and two touch, and then getting forward, they broke them down a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So the game plan was to not allow them to do that, right? So then I think you come back and then you see the goal that we talked about before this uh, on the air that, you know, uh, that the def- Charlotte defender plays back to Klaus in the top of the box. That's two games in a row where that's happened for City. I don't know the last time I've ever seen that, but
3: uh, I have not seen it—not <laughs> two games in a row, certainly.
4: But my point to that is, is after getting pressured that long in the game, and then you get that late in the game, you know, you're, you, they force they force you into mistakes, right? The the mental the mindset goes a little bit. You get tired physically, you get tired mentally, you know. So being pressed that long and, and to put them in that position in that situation, you know, good for City to do it, and then what a classy finish though by class to finish off the play.
3: He told me he's going to be a nine who doesn't just stand in the penalty area and wait for service. He's going to be active in and outside of the penalty area, Mm -hmm. and he's going to work to get himself involved in the game. He's good with his back to play. He lays the ball off nicely, lays it off early, and then looks for the return.
4: Yep, absolutely. You can tell he knows what his role is supposed to be. He's winning balls in the air. He's flicking balls on for the wingers to run on or the backs to run on or midfielders to run on. He's holding the ball up in the right plays. He's drawing fouls in the right plays, which which you need your nine to do. Um, so uh, I think you set it spot on. You know, he's held the ball up. He's not afraid, he knows his job. Hold it, one and two touch, lay it back, connect the rest of the midfield to it. So again, another guy who's, uh, I think, played really well in this role, um, has been a big part of the team so far. That's Brad
3: Davis, I'm Bill McDermott. We are live, live uh, from the pitch in downtown St. Louis, immediately on the corner of 20th and Margaret, directly across the corner, a corner from Stadium City Park. Three to one, St. Louis City. The Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. <laughs> Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
3: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made
0: for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Winners tonight, and we'll be back right after this.
1: Now, back to the Pitch Athletic Club and Tavern at Union Station. This is Extra Time with Bill McDermott. Presented by the Bank of Springfield
3: on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. And we thank the Bank of Springfield. Welcome back to Extra Time. I'm Bill McDermott. I'll be with you here for eight home games, as I explained. We're not going to have a show every, every home game too many conflicts with the cardinals games but we'll be doing this on eight different occasions our next game will be on april 1st when minnesota's in town our guest tonight is brad davis the president of st louis scott gallagher before we talk a little bit about gallagher academies select teams things of that nature how about the atmosphere the overall atmosphere not just at the stadium itself but anywhere in this general surrounding area wasn't it absolutely fabulous
4: it's electric it's electric you just look you just walk down the street and you hear people talking about the the environment they're like it's like saint paddy's day down here uh the stadium is beautiful they have the practice facilities and the stadium right here the fan shop everything right here in one location and now these 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 bars and uh restaurants and everything being developed i mean what what an atmosphere this has created i mean tonight the stadium was rocking. I mean, they they score when they they scored their goals. Unfortunately, the inaugural goal is an own goal.
3: Exactly, it, but
4: mm-hmm. a goal is a goal, right? But I I will say when uh, when uh, Leuven scores the penalty, mm-hmm. I mean, the stands were shaking. Post- P- P- people were waiting for this to happen. The first twenty-five minutes, thirty minutes of that game, nobody sat down.
3: And I, norm- Brent, I normally don't like to see a right-footed player cross his body to the <laughs> right of the goalkeeper. But there is nobody in the world
4: who would have saved that. No, as my, as my son turned his head and looked at me and he said, top bins. Nobody's getting that one. <laughs> Nobody's getting that one.
3: We talked earlier about your Houston game and how often you played for Houston. The wonderful work you did in Houston on and off the soccer field. I talked to Carlos Valderrama and Steve Ralston one day at an early training session with the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Rowdies when they were still the Rowdies, excuse me still the mutiny and I said now Steve you've told me that you've asked Carlos before do you want me to show you want me to come to the center circle you want me to run to the corner flag and here's what he told me you make the run I'll find you now was that your relationship with Will Bruin with the Dynamo
4: uh, a lot of it a lot of it was, you know, uh, when you create those types of partnerships, tar- types of relationships, those types of trust within uh, the team um, and your teammates, when they know, you know, Billy, we talked about set pieces. They know when they, you get the ball on your foot with time, they're going to make a hard run because they have the confidence that if they do that, I'll be able to get them the ball, right? The same thing on set pieces. That's why we were so successful. We had guys that trusted and believed that I was going to serve a ball into an area that they were going to have a chance to get to. And when you have those guys, we talked about Luvin doing the same thing. When you have those guys that consistently put dangerous balls in dangerous areas, you're going to have more of a commitment from your guys to go in there and be willing to attack it, right? And that's one of the reasons why they believe. I believe that I could do it, and I believe in them. Mm -hmm. I had to do my job, and they had to do theirs. And that's where that trust comes from, and that's where that success came from.
3: And one of the things that really, I think, caught everyone's attention at the 2018 World Cup, not nearly as many in Qatar, but in 2018, there were 173 goals scored, 69
4: from set pieces. Yep. That's an incredible statistic. It's it's absolutely incredible. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you got majority of your points or whatever on set pieces or whatever. <laughs> That's a massive part of the game. Why wouldn't you? Does it matter where they come from as long as they come, right? It's a it's an unbelievable part of the game. Everyone emphasis... got to
3: where they did because
4: of... Their work on set pieces. Correct, correct. Defending and attacking set pieces will win you and lose you games. In, in, in very in in very important moments of the game. You know, the mental mentality to switch off on a defensive set piece or switch on, on an attacking set piece, those moments can win and lose games.
3: Now, as your work with St. Louis Scott Gallagher, I remember years ago during a winter season, <laughs> and you pulled me aside and said, Can I speak to you for a moment? Well, sure. I thought back, well, I didn't do anything wrong, not that I know of. (laughs) (laughs) And you said, well, I've been given the opportunity to become the president of St. Louis Scott Gallagher. And I said,
4: absolutely, go for it. How is it going so far? As with everything, Billy, it's, uh, everything has challenges, right? You know, but I think the opportunity to come back, and there was an article um, in MLS Soccer this past week that somebody, you know, kind of asked me the same question, you know, and it's, I wanted to it's it's been it's been great honestly it has been great being able to work with such passionate folks in the soccer world is a is a blessing. It truth it truthfully is we have some of the most passionate folks. I mean Kenny Godat doesn't get enough credit at all for what he does with our younger generation.
3: My grandson is here tonight, he works with them all the time. He is
4: totally devoted. He is the most passionate person, and that is why he is able to continue to produce and get the love and drive the love and drive the passion of the game and drive the environment. The environment that he creates is second, to, and I truthfully would put his youth environment up against anybody in the country for what for what he does. So to to be able to come back when what I was talking about in the, the article is, I was asking that question and reflecting is, to be able to sit back and, and – i felt a responsibility and an obligation because st louis soccer was it, it, was such a powerful thing but we never had a team it was something we talked about the history and the tradition is so strong we've had professionals come out of st louis and every generation since 1940 or 1950 we've talked about these things you've talked about them multiple times and it's one of those things is feeling obligated to carry the torch like i've talked to will bruins i've talked to Joe Willis's, these guys, about you know when their when their service is done within the league, I want to talk to you, because this is a special place. St. Louis is a special place, you know. Our, uh, I I believe our club is a special place, and it's and it's an honor and to be able to be a part of it. But I also feel like it's an obligation to be able to give next give back to our next generation because it wasn't for guys like you, um, if it wasn't for the Tommy house if it wasn't for the Mike Gavians when we were younger. For what they did for us we wouldn't be in the situations that we're in so it's our job now to carry the torch to the next ones
3: it is our job my senior Meyer said it to us so often during cyc play once you get out of the game make sure to give something back correct and i think anybody who's been involved in st louis soccer has done just that we want to take another break i know we can't keep you online but can we have you for one more segment
4: just for you, Billy.
3: Okay. <laughs> that is Brad Davis. I'm Bill McDermott. This is Extra Time. When we come back, we'll ask Brad a few more questions. And then Dale Shilly, Dale Shilly, the director of the academy for Shilly St. Louis City. Shilly Dog is over <laughs> here. And he did the game tonight over at the stadium. He could tell us about the atmosphere. So it's Extra Time. We're live from the pitch. We'll be right back.
1: This is Extra Time, live from the Pitch Athletic Club and Tavern at Union Station with Bill McDermott, presented by the Bank of Springfield on America's
3: Sports Voice, KMOX. And we are indeed back at the pitch, live. This is Extra Time. I'm Bill McDermott. Joined now, not not just by Brad Davis, but Dale Shilley, Joey Zanaboni, Translation, anybody that walks by here gets on the show
6: (laughs) good i feel honored
3: but one thing i want to ask dale but i promised i would ask brad this first and you'll have input as well obviously is the academy and select programs
4: all headed in the right direction i believe so okay i believe so i think uh now that uh we have especially now that we have a team here our kids can see and feel and taste to be a part of and now come and and see that they now have the opportunity i think it's just going to continue to drive drive soccer here in st louis it's already in a great spot but i think this is only going to enhance it absolutely you are perennial
3: all-star in major league soccer league started as i mentioned a moment ago in 1996 there's very little comparison now at least i think (laughs) how much really has the sport progressed in the United
4: States. I mean you truthfully can't put it into words. Exponentially. You know, it, my first is that dramatic? It's that dramatic. My first year coming in the league. You mentioned Tampa Bay mutiny, right? My first league get our my first year getting drafted. I was actually going with um Perry Vanderbeck and Steve Rawson. That's who I was going to be drafted by. And they ended up folding. T- Tampa and Miami folded my first year. Right? So you got you you have that happen i end up going to new york i mean we didn't have a stadium we played in the meadowlands it's seventy thousand people and we get about ten thousand people at the game we trained at a community college you know we didn't have gyms we didn't have strength and conditioning we didn't have all those things right i mean the, the college facilities have more now than what we truthfully had no for when sure i was first in the, With league. the metro stars oh Positively. yeah and now you see all these cryo chambers i mean dale's still sitting looking 50 years old he's been that way for <laughs> brad has <laughs> been
5: that way for as long as I've known him. I can verify that.
3: <laughs> Brad's referring. Brad's referring to Dale Shilly. You just heard Joey Zanaboni's voice. We'll get to him in a second. But Dale, you came over from St. Louis, Scott Gallagher, to head up the academy program for St. Louis City. So far, so good.
6: Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, it's been a great experience, and but. I mean i think all due to the quality of the youth clubs in the area uh there's just so many good coaches there's so many good players the work that they're doing up to the age group that we grab players and and put them into our environment it's it's incredible and it's unique amongst all the other cities in the country where they're fighting to have 11 and 12 year old players playing in their academy but we don't want them at 11, 12, 13, 14. We want them to stay in their environment and compete and let them continue to develop in that environment. And then we can get them at 15 because it's a mandatory age group for us that we, we have to have that age group. So it's a great setup, uh, particularly for us here in
3: St. Louis. The game tonight, the league now, the game tonight, everything overall in Major League Soccer, this league... It's not for the faint of heart. This is a very, very physical league.
6: Yeah, I mean, just look at the at the job that the referee had to do tonight when the game started to get chippy and, and get chippier.
3: Tough to manage. It was a
6: very difficult game to manage. Um, they got through it, uh-huh. but a difficult difficult game to manage. A lot of emotion uh, spurred on by the crowd. I mean, I thought the crowd was into it tonight, and... and uh, obviously, heavily supportive of of the game and the team, of just all of the factors that contribute to the environment made it a tough game to, to referee. Yeah,
3: and every villain, every villain comes with every team, and tonight it was clearly in the first at the opening center off. It was number nine Enzo Capetti, yeah, the Argentinian DP for Charlotte. He <laughs> and then he scores precisely, of yeah. course, and yeah. why not? Joey Zanaboni, what is new with you? How are you enjoying your new gig? Uh, first of all, how is it working with Shilly?
5: Oh, it's it's incredible. I can't <laughs> I can't sing his praises enough. That's all chance- the time we have. <laughs> That's right. Had a chance to uh, meet his wonderful family today. I know it's such a meaningful day for them, and I mean, what's new is this emotion. This emotion of this is new for this city. This is new for myself, for my family, and, and getting that first game. The release, the crescendo all through the day, truly incredible. It ends up as a 3-1 City win. I mean, it's perfection here at 3-1 mm-hmm.
3: Dale, you've been involved. Obviously, I mentioned a moment ago with St. Louis FC, now with Major League Soccer. But the atmosphere tonight, barring a uh-huh. World Cup, have you seen an atmosphere no. like
6: this? No, it was it was crazy. And, and I'll tell you, I really think that the fans benefited from... Seeing what Austin was like last week, the crowd down there, the supporters section down there, was incredible. Uh, they they cheered and chanted and sang till the end, even though they were losing. I really felt like that uh, fans tonight got off of their hands and supported the team. It was a great atmosphere.
4: I was going to say, Dale, did you recognize? I mentioned Billy. Did you recognize in the stands the first? I'm not kidding when I say 25, 30 minutes, nobody sat down. Everybody was on their feet the entire time, like waiting for us to score. Dale
3: was part of that. He was on his feet the entire time as well. (laughs) Did St. Louis FC and also the international games that began here in 2013 at Busch Stadium, Chelsea Man City, did all of those ingredients contribute to MLS coming here? To
6: MLS coming here for sure. For sure. The way it was supported, the environments that were created, for sure, all those things contributed. I mean, along with, like, the article that Brad and, and Perry and the guys contributed to on the MLS uh, website, there's just so much tradition and so much investment and so much that people have given through the years. I said it tonight on the air that even even the the dad who volunteered 40 years ago in the CYC invested his heart to help bring what we had tonight to fruition. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's why it was so loud. That's why it was such a, a raucous atmosphere
3: was because people have invested so much. That was a blueprint for what happened with us at St. Fulton area. Francis Flynn, Dan Flynn's father, he coached the St. Crusader. Way back then, I revolutionized midfield play in St. Louis. <laughs> And I just had back surgery about three weeks ago. The and false
4: that, nine was invented by you back then, was and now nine, it's was, just coming back.
3: Yeah, the back surgery, that was... But he wore 10. the number 10. But he <laughs> wore the 10. Wore 10. <laughs> and, and then the last guy introduced. But that, my back surgery was due to not so many of the years playing, but carrying Alex Roaster out for so long. Okay, this team, have you seen two weeks in a row of a pass back to a center back? to a goalkeeper be <laughs> intercepted and scored by the opposition
6: no I've, I've never you see it once and you scratch your head yeah. to see it twice in succession yeah. maybe you can maybe you can liken it tonight to just pressure and a guy wanting to take a mental break when he he couldn't uh maybe just good fortune that uh, klaus was in the right spot but i think tonight was a was more of a case of Ostrock getting pressure against the center back. The center back took a break, turned out of it, didn't uh, didn't check it, didn't look, didn't see whatever was going on. And, you know, credit to Klaus for making it as easy as what it needed to
3: be. I know it's only the second game of the year. Joey, Dale, do you have a favorite player yet?
5: Uh, I, I'd have to go with Edward Lubin. I think there's something really special about this guy. Finished, I mean, that's cold-blooded. Top shelf stoppage time and you talk about kind of a freaky coincidence that's actually three straight games if you include the preseason game against Atlanta where there's been a goal scored in stoppage time at the end of the first half it's been strange maybe says something about this team that we're still figuring out but Luvin tonight he was the one who struck it and just what he does out of the middle thinking back to that that game winner by Klaus and Austin it was really set up by Luvin whirling out of pressure and Jaokini just kind of poked it along for Klaus to run on to in space. But it, it began in the back with Lubin. He got the uh, match day team honors last weekend. Game winner this time. I think he's a safe bet to be on it again.
4: We're I, all on the same page here. Positively. I, Dale, how are you?
6: I'm going to go a little different. I love Edward Lubin. I think Lubin's a terrific player. I'm going to go for Johnny Nelson. I,
3: I just feel like that non-stop work, corner flag to corner flag. Yeah,
6: and it's... He always gives you a seven or eight. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a ten or eleven or a two or a three. Uh, you're just going to get a really good performance, very solid on the defending side. You know, was a part of that little three-man combination to get in deep where we got the the uh, the, the PK call. He's just a solid performer, and I I think he's a I think he's a guy that represents the team
3: really well. That's Dale Shily. Joey yeah. Zanaboni's is also with us. As is Brad Davis, I am Bill McDermott. I'm your host for Extra Time here at The Pitch. We'll be right back after this.
1: Now, back to the Pitch Athletic Club and Tavern at Union Station. This is Extra Time with Bill McDermott. Presented by the Bank of Springfield on America's Sports Voice, KMOX.
3: And welcome back to The Pitch. Santiago Beltran is with us. We will talk to him in the second hour. We're going to go from 10 to 12 for eight different home games here at the pitch, next of which will be against Minnesota on April 1st, and then Cincinnati on the 15th of April. We'll go from 10 to 12 every home game, every home game that we're here. We'll talk about Major League Soccer, World Cup, Columbia not qualifying for the World Cup, uh, things of that nature, anything soccer-related. Uh, Brad Davis left us. Nice of him to join us. Uh, one of my all-time favorite, but certainly one of my favorite St. Louis shoe players. And I think, Dale, I think the best left-footed player that's ever come out of St. Louis.
6: Yeah, well. when, you, when you're talking about ball striking, uh, when you're talking about ability on the ball, work rate, uh, ideas, restarts, yeah, There's uh, you have
3: to start the conversation with Brad. Dale, I brought up a point to uh, Brad just a moment ago at the 2018 World Cup. It wasn't quite as prevalent at the Qatar World Cup, but a goals were scored. 69 on set pieces. Mm. That's unheard of.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: that, and England got where they got to They made a living out of set
6: pieces. Yeah, yeah I mean that's obviously it's a big part of the game and it just I think some of the analytics and, and the ideas that are coming out with the game now based on numbers and Moneyball, it's starting to re- revolutionize the way the game's being played and the way uh, coaches are training teams.
3: Okay, as a direct follow-up to that, now your announcer, head of the academy, former coach, you're going to coach again. <laughs> in the World Cup quarterfinal, in the 90th minute, Plus 11 minutes of stoppage time. 11 minutes of stoppage time. Holland works the most audacious dead ball play I think I've ever seen at that stage of the competition. Koopainers lays it off to Weghardt, and he scores to equalize. Would you ever, at that stage of an important game like that, do something like that? No, no, I wouldn't have the guts to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that yeah, astounding? Was, yeah,
6: yeah. I mean, just the the guts to to do something like that in that moment, at that time of the game, and the quality to pull it off.
3: Yeah. No, I wouldn't have had the I wouldn't have had the gumption to do it. Okay. Everybody in the world has LAFC and the Philadelphia Union to be in the final again. Is that a foregone conclusion? Well, it's. It's the the darlings of the league. It's who
6: it's who people want to see there because of LAFC, because of their style, Philly because of the success of their academies and their ability to move players on, and their reinvestment into their program. Uh, you know, but I think that we're showing that the pundits that are out there nationally don't always get it right. Uh, look we've got a long season we've, we've got six points we've got two wins that's that's great um, but there's a there's a reason why we play these games there's a reason why you have to go out and compete week in and week out there's a reason why you press and there's a reason why uh, klaus puts himself in certain positions uh, so let's go out and play the games and
3: see what happens it's not a foregone conclusion in my mind there's 32 games left joey zanaboni I see in the pregame show tonight, the headline on one of the graphics is there treble in Texas? Austin's lost <laughs> one game.
0: <laughs>
3: one game. Granted, not in the most artistic of ways, but nonetheless, it's one game. There's 33 left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're asking if that was an overreaction. Yep. Precisely. Heck yes. <laughs> Heck
5: yes. It was interesting today with City because Bradley Carnell told Dale on the pregame show... Hey, now it's kind of changed up. We went into Austin and nobody gave us a chance. Now we get to see how do we react with a little bit of pressure. I'm not going to say there's an expectation because you win the first game. People know you're not necessarily going to win the second game, but the precedent has been set. You know that the vibes are going to be immaculate. You know the energy is going to be in the building at home. And maybe there is a little something flowing through you, a little too much pressure on yourself. Charlotte gets out to an early lead, but this team has character, and they've got a great leader who keeps them even keel. Bradley knew how to manage this team today, manage your emotions and the expectations around. They win it to go to 2-0. That is the first time in five years that an expansion team in the MLS gets a new team basically every year. First time in five years that an expansion team has started 2-0. The last one to do it, LAFC. Well, it's turned out pretty well for them in la la land i think it's a it's a good little template to be following for st louis city
3: when you got vega coming in off the wing i think you're gonna be okay
5: <laughs> yeah oh, i think. <laughs> think you're gonna be okay yeah.
3: dale uh i remember one of the games in particular i think was one of your first or second games with st louis fc and you thought whoa <laughs> i may have to reconsider here this is a this is a little more difficult than i thought has this league gotten much more difficult yeah i think i think the
6: i think the the quality of the league has gotten better the players have gotten better you know you asked brad while ago about the direction of the clubs in the league i mean you have to start with the facilities and the quality of the stadiums that these guys are playing in and it makes it attractive for players to come over here and play they can come over here. They can make a good wage. They can play in a great atmosphere. Last week, there's two games with what, sixty-five thousand plus?
3: Sixty-nine thousand in Charlotte. In Charlotte. Sixty-three in Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Incredible. Never those crowds in North American soccer league. Maybe the Cosmos occasionally. They played the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. They got seventy-two thousand yeah. in one game. Of course, well, you can get seventy-two thousand when you have Pelé, Ogisevich, Beckhamauer, Naskins and your first line. <laughs> Well, look at look at
6: Berkey. All right, so Berkey comes over. He's played in Dortmund, one of the most renowned places to play, the atmosphere, the culture of the, of the city and, and whatnot. And so now he comes here. His first game is in Austin. Great crowd, by the way. Unbelievable atmosphere. We were fortunate to see that. Tonight, unbelievable atmosphere. Great crowd. Now next week, where we go? Portland an unbelievable atmosphere so i mean it's 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 attractive i think for players for good players to come over here and play and be in a in a legitimate league with quality players and great atmospheres okay
3: and now your job if i may have the audacity to give you one job as you get more actively involved in a league joey you can get involved in as well there are five teams now that play on artificial surface Uh you've got to rectify that yeah
5: I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to get a very large pair of scissors and
3: correct that for you, Bill. <laughs> we're talking with Joey Zanaboni and Dale Schilley. They just skid the game on KY KY98, KY as it used to be called when little Guy Phillips was still around. <laughs> Guy Phillips and Mike Wall the Phillips and Wall Show. I'm Bill McDermott. We're at the pitch, and we're going to be here seven more times this year. The World Cup last year in Qatar, the last one to be with 32 teams. Next World Cup, 2026, 48 teams. Too many? Too many? No, no,
6: no. I think there's still an appetite. I think people will still come out and watch. They like to see the underdogs. They like to see p- teams that they don't get to see all the time. I think that it'll be supported. Um, if you're looking, if if you're looking to find the top 16 to 24 teams you'll eventually get to that point. There will still be upsets. There will still be teams that aren't going to get out of their group, just like we've seen over the last two World Cups. I
5: wanted more from the World Cup, so I don't mind a larger field. I just wanted more games. And I'll tell you, even though those elimination rounds were absolutely scintillating, I love that group stage stuff where you can get a Saudi Arabia upsetting in Argentina, but both teams are still alive. I think that it it adds a lot of intrigue to the tournament. So I like that larger
3: field. And Joey, speaking of that, almost every group, almost every final round game in each group this past World Cup meant something of consequence. It sure did. (laughs) So it was dramatic, dramatic in the difference because so many things were said about the World Cup going to Qatar. Oh, bribes were issued here and there. FIFA officials paid the price for it. Uh, off the field, there was all kinds of consternation about human rights, uh, people getting their passports taken away. But at the end of the day, we're going to take a break after this, so I'm going to make one more comment. At the end of the day, the soccer always, always yeah. turns out to be the best of all yeah. things. Sure. Dale Shilly's with us, Joey Zanaboni's with us. Can you stick around for another segment?
6: One more segment.
3: Okay, good enough. I know Dale's gotta I'm go. Here. And they both have to get the midnight mass. I'm Bill McDermott. <laughs> We're live with extra time from the pitch.
0: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.